Hey, welcome to Communication on Point. I'm Dean Hefta. You know, this show is focused and dedicated on sharing the insights that help you become a more powerful communicator and a stronger leader. And today, I want to dive into some of the basics, the foundations, and talk about what is communication. You know, there's a saying that says, the greatest myth around communication is that it has occurred. It's so true. So much of the frustration we experience in our life, the things that we encounter that annoy us, really can be traced back to our belief that we have had communication. And it's a lot deeper than that. There's a lot going on when we're interacting with other people that can lead us to being frustrated when we don't get what we expect. And it really is that expectation that sets the stage for the frustration that we end up having. So I believe that as we get more aware, more tuned in, to what's happening when it comes to communication, the better job we're going to be able to do in getting the outcomes that we really want. So there's a few things that I want to dive into today when we think about communication. What does it take to be a great communicator? Because when you look at people that have been successful in their lives, built successful lives, one of the commonalities that you see is they are typically good communicators. And that communication happens to ourselves, how we communicate internally, And with others, how we understand, how we're able to share ideas, how we're able to get our point across. Influence requires good communication. And so being able to break it down and dive into these pieces, that's really the intent of this podcast. I bring guests on so we can hear their insights on how they go about communicating in all different aspects of the world. Maybe they're not communication specialists, but if they're successful, if they have insights, on their area of expertise, there is going to be an element of communication. But we're also going to spend time diving into different topics that I'll just talk about, that we'll share some insights, some of the experiences that I've had, some of the observations that I've made. And so today, the question is, what is communication? And what do we need to understand about it? If you get to just defining it, what, what is communication? It's, at its essence, just the exchange of information. One of the tools that I use in training and coaching and helping people improve communication is, I believe, one of the most powerful tools of personal insight and improving the interactions that we have with people, and that's process communication model. It was created by Dr. Taby Kaler uh, many years ago and has gone on to really impact organizations and individuals around the world, and I've found it to be tremendously powerful in how it breaks down the different pieces. And so over the course of different episodes, you will hear me reference some of the insights from PCM to help us improve our communication skills. And in PCM, when we talk about communication, communication is really about an offer and an acceptance. So for communication to occur, we need to offer. We need to send something out. It needs to be accepted back. We know this inherently, but sometimes we're not thinking of it very consciously. We think just because I've said something, it's going to be accepted or it's been heard. But some of the examples I think that we have in our life that illustrate this is anytime that you've maybe sent an email to somebody or sent a text message to somebody, you know that the only way that you realize if there has been communication is if there's some something that has let you know they have accepted it. Maybe if we've been operating thinking that, oh, I bet they saw that text that I'm going to pick them up at 8 o'clock. Even though they didn't respond to me, 
I'm sure they saw it. And you show up at 8 o'clock and they say, what's going on? And you realize quickly that even though you had offered, even though you had sent the information, because there was an acceptance, you don't know if communication actually occurred. People get busy, they get lots of text messages, they get lots of emails, it gets lost in translation. And so we're looking for, and that's why we appreciate when somebody just sends a got it or okay to the email, to the text. There's some sort of acceptance that closes the loop. You can think of it as a loop that needs to be closed for us to have communication. And so when we flip that around and say, okay, when I'm on my end and I receive something, I know that I've received it. But the other people, they don't they don't have that same understanding in their head. So what can I do to make sure that they know so I can complete the loop for them? So offer and acceptance. And from PCM, when we think about communication, Dr. Kaler identified there's five different cues that we can use. Now these cues give us insights into the strongest way that different people are going to communicate. So we we use it to get better understanding of their perceptions and their personality and, and all of those things. It's extremely powerful. But understanding that these five cues are really there also as tools to help us understand ways that we can gather acceptance. So acceptance doesn't just have to be somebody repeating it back to us, which might be helpful in some situations or might not just be a nod. There's many ways that we get acceptance from people when we're having a a conversation with them, an interaction with them. And so the five cues that Dr. Kaler identified are words. Those are obvious. Like somebody says, yes, I understand. Those are, those are words that people use. And there's lots of different ways that we can apply how people use words, the types of words they choose to building our understanding of them as an individual. But at the very essence, we can use words. We can use their tones. You know, when somebody says, all right, that's, that's fine. Okay, right now we have some discord between the words. They're saying that's fine and the tones. And subconsciously, we believe that tone even more so than the word. So tones are important. That's giving us information. It's a type of acceptance that we're seeing. It's giving us something. Gestures. Maybe somebody shrugs their shoulders. What kind of gestures they might use. Uh, Maybe they're counting on their fingers or giving us the thumbs up. There's different gestures that also give us information back. There's facial expressions. You know, maybe it's kind of the wrinkle of the nose, the roll of the eye. Those facial expressions also add to the acceptance, to the information exchange. And part of that, you know, there's the concept of the micro expressions, research that had been done in the 1960s and then on into more modern times by um, uh, Dr. Ekman and and John Gottman, who uh, had research where he was really working to use micro expressions to predict the future outcomes of relationships, saying that these little embedded micro expressions that last fractions of a second, maybe a half a second, give us a window into the true emotions, the true feelings, the true sense of where somebody is at with someone else. See, that's where communication comes in. It's between people. And the micro expressions give us some of those insights. And that 
is often tied to the facial expressions. And what they found in, in research is regardless of the society, the culture, the geography, there's five micro expressions that are universal regardless that when we understand them, maybe at a deeper level, we can pick up on them. We are picking up on them right now. You know, when somebody's first reaction that you can hardly even observe doesn't align with maybe what they've said. And so we get that sense of it. And so they found the emotions of disgust, anger, fear, sadness, and surprise were all universal and can be picked up in these micro expressions. And so somebody might be um, disgusted by something that we proposed as an idea. And the words that they use is, oh yeah, that sounds like a great idea. But we kind of inherently know that that first reaction, that micro expression they had was one of disgust. And that allows us to stop uh, and, and just dive more deeply into the conversation and build that understanding of what's What's underlying the surface here? What do we really want to understand? What's what's going into this? And so the fifth is postures. You know, how are they how are they sitting uh, when we're communicating with them? Are they are they beginning to lean in and perk up? Are they starting to turn away? What what does this mean for all of these things that are going on and how we're understanding these offers and and how we're accepting information going back and forth and between people? So it's very important. Words, tones, gestures, facial expressions, postures, being tuned into them. You know, in further uh, conversations that we have, we're going to take and really dive into um, a couple of other areas that I think are important in how we become more aware of ourselves and some of the hurdles that we encounter when we are interacting with maybe employees or loved ones or different situations like that. So over the next few weeks, we're going to have some interviews, some really cool interviews, and we're going to dive into some of those topics as well. You know, one of them uh, came up to me as a question. I was at a seminar a couple of weeks ago uh, doing some presentations on improving communication and strengthening teams and, and some of those insights. And uh, an individual who was a manager of a team came up and said, you know, one of the frustrations that I have is I've got several young employees and I'm spread really thin across lots of different work teams. This is in the construction world. And I give instructions. I need you to do this, this, and that. And then they nod their head and say yes. And then I leave and then I come to find out they didn't do those three things and it's frustrating for me. So we're going to talk about some of the things that are at work and at play in situations like that that come up because it's real for any of us that are working with people. We have those things. So we'll be able to get into some of those next week. Um, we've got a fun conversation with uh, Bill Gertine. His background is really in helping sports teams improve their ticket sales and how he works with those sales teams to improve their results and how communication fits into that. If you have topics that you'd love to dive into or expand on in a format like this, here's what I'd love for you to do. Send me an email. My email is dean, D-E-A-N, at 
Claris Results, C-L-A-R-U-S Results.com. Send me ideas for topics on improving communication, challenges that you have. You know, it's really powerful for us to just take something that you're challenged with, that you want to really understand, that you want to get better at, that, that hurdle that's keeping you from being more successful, more influential, and let's share it with the world. Let's dive into it and work on it together. So send me an email, dean at clarisresults.com. And I'm looking forward to next week and the many weeks after that. So be sure to subscribe wherever you get podcasts. You make sure to get each of these new episodes so that you can build your communication skills, your toolbox for interacting with the world, getting your message out, and growing your influence with the people around you. And on that, I hope you have a great week. <laughs>